better than ever. My question is, how do you podcast? How do you do a podcast? Truly, we don't know because apparently we don't podcast anymore. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, But we're back. Hey. Hey. Um, oh, if you didn't know, and this is your first episode, I'm Zoe. Oh, and I'm Holly. No, we <laughs> really did forget. the Chapters Podcast. Complete History Adventures Predicaments of Two Evidently Redundant We don't even know the name of our own podcast anymore. It's fine. Um, um hey guys. Sorry. It's been a minute. Um, if you want a little catch up on where we've been and the craziness that is our lives right now, yes. we just posted a car chats, even though it's, um, a car chats, it's still like 40 minutes of just life updates. So, um, take a little listen because yeah, take a little listen. Cause we got a lot in that yeah, one. You're going to get all of our plot structure and where we at in that episode. True. So. I forgot we even did that in this episode and not in this podcast. <laughs> I forgot that was even a segment. Nah, I didn't ah, forget, I, but okay. um, I just feel like. If you want to know where we are on the plot structure, that listen is, to that episode. To That'll that. explain all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the part where you think the character has died, uh, but they are going to come back to life. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. You we're think just that waiting. maybe their head got chopped off, so there is no chance, but there's a glimmer but of hope. Psych. They're going to come back to life. Just a glimmer, though. Okay. Um. Sorry. I have to yawn. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Why did you do that? <sighs> See, I'm telling you guys, we're tired. and um, But we're back. And this is chapter 19, The Desk. We're going to be talking about work. The good wait, old wait, 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 wait. And all that goes into that. So I wanted to start with talking about our jobs and what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. What do we do, Zoe? Okay, so we are the marketing team. Um, mm-hmm. for the company we work for, um, <laughs> we do marketing for the company that we work for. <laughs> I'm yep. getting into it. I just needed to say no, that part that first. Was funny okay. how you worded it. I'm sharing Unki. So, um, <laughs> uh, the company we work for is a managed services and cybersecurity for commercial real estate is like our main bread and butter. So when Holly and I have to market things, it is very much taking complicated things that most people may not understand and making, and making them, sound them sexy. sound sexy and understandable and like something that your company would need to stay afloat and be protected at all times. Um, we also try to do that in the voice of our company because we both believe that our company has a very like casual kind of just like modern... But still, but like professional, but like voice, yeah, yeah. Like so, we try to like instill that in everything we do, and that kind of stuff includes like LinkedIn posts, blog posts. Um, we do graphics. We just did a complete new website. We actually ended up building five websites. We yep. do our conferences. We, we do all of our PR. We do all of our like lead uh, generation helping yep. type stuff. Emails. Manage the budget. Ah. Uh, all the like employee engagement stuff. Yep. So like things like that go through us. We yeah. do the like what we call as all hands meetings. So, you know, when your company gets together, however many times I know some people don't even do that though at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ours does. So we lead those meetings. Well, yeah. Holly really leads them. I just help fill out the PowerPoints. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's kind of a basic rundown of what we do. Um, as well as just like field requests from people in our company, especially like um, the leadership team, like if mm-hmm. they need something on a certain header or getting new logos or designing whatever. One pagers, mm-hmm. like making Lots sure that designing. people are staying on brand. You know, like marketing. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a lot. It's a lot of different things. A lot um, of repeating ourselves. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally fine. Though. And uh, you, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just funny because um, sometimes we get the same request over and over and sometimes it's a little bit painful, but it's yeah. fine because this is the thing is that we work in a very tech focused company. And mm-hmm. so people are not very adept to how marketing works in general like mm-hmm. someone asked and was like do you have the specific blue that our logo is which is like and so common it, in our world yeah he asked it and he was like i've never even heard of this and i'm like oh yeah here's the hex code here's the rgb here's uh-huh. like and he and i i was just and i was like oh and here's our full color palette you yeah, know yeah, it was yeah all yeah. of those codes here and it's just one of the one of those things where it's funny because it's dealing with a lot of that but you just have to like kind of put a smile on and be mm-hmm. like you know, because people don't know, and that's yeah, totally yeah. fine. That's not their fault. I don't know what the fuck they do. Like, girl, I, 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 I don't ask me to do what I you do. do. Their job just as much as they couldn't do our job. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's one of those things where you're when you get asked for like the fifth time, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Remember that link that I sent you? That is still, still the, same the same one." Link. Yeah, but they just it. Yeah, so yeah. it's just officey things. Um, uh, just girly things. Just girly office. I think we're lucky in the fact that. Both of us love the company we work for. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes we enjoy the work. Sometimes we don't. It's just it's in an industry that neither one of us is, like, super passionate about. But, yeah. Like, we're kind of learning to become passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the more you learn about the industry, too, and, like, the benefits of what we do and exactly how it works and mm-hmm. can actually, like, really help people. And yeah. Companies. And, like, I mean, for me, it was, like, really understanding, like, just comprehending it yeah. has been helpful to make me be like, oh, okay, I can like really understand like what's going on. And therefore I have a little bit more, I don't want to say respect. I mean, I respect our company, but like, you get what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes it easier to like go to work knowing what the heck you're doing it for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but I think we're lucky, like I was saying in the sense that like, we love the company that we work for. Like our company culture is like, People always joke about like corporate culture and it always being like such shit. And it's like, you know, we laid off all these people, but here's a pizza party. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and like I see memes about that kind of stuff all this time, all the time, whatever. But like I truly, I love our entire leadership team. I love the culture that our company has. I feel like for a small company, they're taking great strides to like make sure employees are engaged and taken care of and happy and healthy and Definitely. all these different things and obviously everyone's going to have a different experience within the same organization but I feel like we're lucky in that sense especially because we've both worked jobs where that has not, not been the in, case in the slightest so case. I think that's one of those things where it's helpful because it's like we know what the bad looks like so mm-hmm. we're so appreciative of the good the good yeah no <laughs> it, yeah I've I will genuinely say that there are less than two, three companies that I've actually felt respected at working at. Yeah. And this is the in that category, yeah. <laughs> obviously. My yeah. first big girl job, and I've told this story many a time, but um, my first big girl job right out of college, um, I was working for a home builder in their marketing department. And I was a marketing uh, coordinator was my title, which is ironically Zoe's title um, currently. Mm-hmm. And uh, but mine was much more low level like stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of like making copies of like floor plans of houses and mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I would put together the monthly report, but that was way more than like the metrics that we do. It was like Mm -hmm. a big comprehensive report that took me like three, four days to put together. But it was like, it was, it was very low level, a lot of administrative type stuff. Um, and I was like begging for more work. Like I genuinely, sorry, I genuinely couldn't understand why they hired me because it felt like I was working five, six hours a week. Mm. And like, I kept asking for more work. I would make up work for myself. Like I literally asked them if I could buy. I remember um, when you worked there. Yeah. I asked them if I could buy like a camera because no one was doing like video footage of our homes. And I was going out and I was with my boss filming vlogs like Mm. of like the like the surrounding area around our communities and stuff because I was so bored and it got to the point where I was doing this and I don't I don't recommend double dipping because it's not exactly ethical but I was doing upwork work while I was at my office because I had an actual office there yeah and so you couldn't see my computer so I would Mm -hmm. literally be doing work on upwork while getting paid to be there to do other work because I would fly through my work and have nothing to do and just be yeah. sitting there bored out of my mind. And I lasted. I mean, that's also on like the company. Like what is going on? Like, yeah. Like you're not utilizing your staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I lasted eight months there and then I quit also because I worked with a girl, literally her name was Karen and she was such a Karen. <laughs> like if I, um, like put something incorrect somewhere instead of just being like, Hey girl, I think you missed this. Or I think this number like, needs second look or something like that she literally would respond and be like i don't understand how you got this number and i'm not kidding you would put like 40 um like question marks after it <laughs> like like she would just hold it down for like 10 seconds and and she'd be like that's enough question marks like she was so condescending and i was just like she was a pain in the ass to work for um Mm-mm. or work with mind you because she was my she was like my equal but like she just been there longer and like did some higher level stuff than i did um mm. But, like, she wasn't above me in any way. But she would treat me like she, yeah. I was, like, I don't know. So I've seen I've seen some annoying corporate culture. Um, and it's funny because mine is, like, mine is, like, drops in the bucket compared to what I feel like you've experienced yeah. in some areas. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's kind of wild, though, because this is my big, my first corporate job. Um, all of my jobs previous to this. Well, no, um, your one right before this was corporate. Oh, yeah, I did work there. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my second corporate job. My first one, I for, I'm Okay, let me just back up. So before I got my MBA, I got a degree in theater. So almost all of my previous experience, in fact, I think all of my previous experience was nonprofit besides like serving tables. Yeah. Um. So nonprofit worlds are completely different. And yeah. growing up, the nonprofits I worked for were family businesses. So like it was very much, I don't know, like, you know, when your family has a hand in it and your family is just good people. So like everybody's just respectful. Like, yeah, yeah. you've got your own drama and your own issues and like not everybody's perfect. But like I had never seen, never seen the stuff that some other nonprofits down the road that I worked for would bring into my life. Yeah. So then when I had this job in Atlanta at a theater here and was dealing with like racial issues, disrespect, just constant like terrible people, attitudes, Mm -hmm. unwelcoming, just, it was insane, but like expected above and beyond from you and 
you know, 80 hours a week, work weeks, you know? Yeah. It was just like wild to me because I was like, if this is what this is like, I can't even imagine what a corporate job's going to be like. Yeah. And the only reason I left that job really was because of a like final straw with a racial thing and then COVID hitting. Oh, yeah. So then I got my MBA and went towards the marketing route and got that job at the um, other company. company. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because I originally interviewed at the company that Holly works for. Well, we both work for now, but I interviewed there and this place. And Holly's company just wasn't going to be able to hire me as quickly as I needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. So I went with the other one. And it wasn't necessarily bad overall. Like, there's a girl there that I'm still friends with to this day. Like, um, I adored our HR person. Like, there were a couple people that, like, genuinely were great. But my manager and the person I worked for was the most condescending asshole I've ever met. Um, (coughs) And, like, no, you're fine. And, like, it was, like, weird. It was, like, wanted to brag, but also, like, kind of creepy, but also, like... But also, like, young enough that, like, he could have been, like, I don't know. young. It's hard with me because, like, younger than my parents, but older than me that I, older than me than I'd be comfortable dating. So, like, right in that middle ground of, like. Yeah. But, like, also just, it was just weird vibes. And it was just, like I said, very condescending, like, as if I just couldn't understand how things worked. And it would be things like, I need you to do this task, but don't touch this in the system because I know you're going to mess it up. Even though I'm like, dude, I have used QuickBooks. I've used this. Like, I am more than capable of changing this out on the website. Like, I I know how to do these things. Good. But, like, no. Like, we would have these meetings where he would take me upstairs to this, like, little office thing where we had all these giant printers. And he would just, like, sit there and be like, this is what I want you to do. Click this. Then click this. Then click this. Then click this. And I think the other thing that really – was a little bit bothersome for me in that situation. And I don't even know if I'm going on a tangent right now or not. And this is not what you want to hear. But one of the biggest things I had an issue with in that job was that the marketing team had just gone through a rebrand and like Mm -hmm. a re, um, what would you call it? Like moving staff around like a, a, like a reorg. Yeah. Like reorg. Um, and they split the team in half and half of it was towards this like initiative for, um, okay. So the company owns a bunch of malls. So like we were marketing for like all these malls. And so half of us were doing like just the mall type stuff. And the other half was the daughter of the owner, um, had started an initiative for basically like getting small businesses inside the malls and like giving them, um, like scholarship money basically to like fund their opening. And like, it was like this huge kind of like thing. And it was a lot of boutiques and like very like that vibe. Mm -hmm. And they would do like live streams and sell the stuff in our office and like mail it. And they would travel and go do all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what that was. Um, But because of that, when they did the split, it literally ended up being three older guys ranging from probably like, 40 to 60 something mm-hmm. and then four young girls ranging from like probably 40 down to like 23 mm-hmm. and they were on one side of the team and I was with the older guys on the other side of the team. Uh. And so anytime there was a work trip or like something that we had to do, it would be like me and these three older men who would always do like very inappropriate jokes around a female and just like be very like whatever. 
And then there was one trip in, and I remember we had to take two cars and I ended up with one of the guys who actually was probably my favorite out of the three because he was never too much. Like he was very respectful and like just a good like dad kind of guy. Yeah. And he and I talked for a long time on this drive about how I was feeling and how he had felt in the past. And I, I have a feeling that when I quit, cause I quit cold Turkey all, I literally walk, like I had sat there all day talking about quitting. And then I literally printed out my letter and took it straight to HR. And then that was my last day. I d- cleaned out my desk and yeah. I did not come back. And I, I genuinely think he was like not surprised cause he probably knew. And like, yeah. I told the HR person exactly how I was feeling. And you know what she said? Mm. You are not the first one. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm not surprised. She was like, you know, and the girl that I'm friends with still to this day, she hates the guy that was my manager. They're, mm. they, they're not even allowed to speak to each other. Like they had a huge meeting with the boss and her dad also works there. Yeah. Um, and like they are not supposed to work on any projects together because of wow. how, apparently there was like a really bad situation between the two of them and they don't at all. And I I'm like, I understand why companies put up with that. Cause I'm yeah. like, sorry, but like if someone is causing problems all of that, like consistently, like replace them. They replace them. They're Literally. not irreplaceable. You can find mm-hmm. someone else who can do that job. Like R- girl, I could have been doing what he was doing. I like I kid you not. See, like, like I could have been in his position, but in his mind, nah. I don't know. It was just a real weird situation and I just didn't like it. So mm-hmm. I dipped. And that was like my first taste of corporate while listening to Holly be like, I love my corporate job. Yeah. And so when Holly was like, oh, well, we're looking to hire that spot again. Yeah. I was like, might as well interview for it. And so once I got it, I was like, goodbye, other company. Yeah. And it's just kind of crazy because like the the whole reason I started this story was to say that like the idea of how bad corporate can be, I had no idea about until I was first in a in a non-corporate job and saw it could be just as bad even if you're not. Yeah. Then got a little bit of a taste of like what that was like. And that company to me was not even as big as where we work now, even though I think maybe they do have roughly the same amount of employees. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it because it feels like they don't know what the heck's going on at any point of time of day. Mm. Like it is so unorganized and chaotic. And I'm like, if you're going to own I mean, like hundreds of malls and stores yeah. and yet you've got to know what's going on, dude. Yeah, like, seriously. It's insane. And then I get here and I'm like, we've got people we're like we're global. And I've I'm pretty sure everyone knows what the heck's going on everywhere. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So it's just kind of wild because like this this company truly to us, I think, is like they got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's funny because like, so. Sorry about that rant. That was a long one. No, I, I loved it. I, <laughs> I think people need to hear about this type of stuff um, to know that they're not alone. I know other people experience the same type of shit and they don't know how to handle it. I just, um, I'm just saying real quick, real quick. No, you're good. Um, Truly looking back on it in the job that I had where I was dealing with all that negative stuff and like, like things that have to do with beyond your ability to work and when they're like bringing in like your looks, your personality, your heritage, like all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. one time, one time and you should be out. Like yeah. there should be no question about it. Like I stuck around. We're done here. Like, I stuck around way too long. I should have literally just said, you know what? Clearly you have shown your colors and I deserve more. And I just want to say that because everyone else out there dip because they ain't changing. Yeah. It's, it's just um, what it is. It's interesting because like there definitely is sort of this like culture, especially on social media of like, kind of hating on, like, corporate environments. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. been interesting because on one side, I see it. 
and I I see where people are coming from, but it's also on the other side I see where this there is just like an oh, oh my gosh, there's a I'm trying to think of like how to word this. There is a systemic practice of corporateness mm-hmm. and some companies are following that because it's what's been done and they're just having a hard time breaking that mold not necessarily because it's like what they want people mm-hmm. like running the company and i think this is happening a lot i i, I don't i don't know it's just it's just it's just interesting because i feel like I cannot get my words on my brain. Damn. Um, I'm trying to say basically that I see why people are frustrated with corporate life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially since COVID, are looking for more work-life balance. And working from home is providing more and less work-life balance mm-hmm. simultaneously because with our phones and everything, we're always online. We're always tied to work. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there needs to be just more open communication about it because I feel like a lot of people are probably going to their jobs and not speaking up, but then posting Mm -hmm. about it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you want to change it and like, if you want to actually like incite change within your organization, Mm -hmm. you have got to speak up. Sometimes you're just not going to be heard. And you know what? that I think it's an opportunity to say, okay, this probably isn't the organization for me, mm-hmm. um, which I get that sometimes people are not always in the position to just, you know, leave their jobs and everything. So I totally have sympathy for that. Or maybe you're not saying it to the right person. Maybe you're not saying it to the right person. That's a really good point as well. But I don't know. I just, I feel like there's just like this overall animosity and it's like, I don't think that this is like a, I don't think we're going quite in the right direction, if that makes sense. No, that I makes think sense. we need to call I think we need to call attention to these issues, but I think there are a lot of people that are not going about it the right way. And instead of just like posting sarcastic, like, mm-hmm. like, um, passive aggressive things on, on like Instagram and TikTok and whatever, we need to like start within the organizations that we work in and like lead by example and, you know, work hard. That's like another thing that is like really confusing to me right now is like the whole like silent quitting thing. Have you heard about this? I have. I, yeah, I I have and I don't, I don't get it to be honest. I don't get, I don't get why it's like, I'm going to do the bare, my thing is like, okay, my thing is this. I feel like you can't admit that you want to just show up and do the bare minimum at work but also expect things like promotions and raises at the same time. Oh, absolutely. I think that's what where I get confused. And maybe it's just, maybe there truly is a difference generationally. I don't, I, I don't know because like we border Gen Z kind of millennial eras mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and whatever. But like, I also hear a lot of like older people talking about how millennials and Gen Z just like do not want to work. And I'm like, where? Yeah. Because all of my friends are so hardworking. But then, mm-hmm. like, my friend Kara the other day was talking about, um, you know, she's in her late 20s and she's, like, a manager. And she's overseeing this girl that's, like, fresh out of college that, like, was not doing the work that she needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so they gave her, like, a, you know, 30-day um, kind of, like, performance plan. Mm-hmm. And um, they clearly saw that she wasn't going to step up to the plate. So they let her go. 
and she went to go start on some of the work that the girl said she had been working on and the girl had done nothing. nothing. Mm. And so it's like, you know you're about to lose your job and you're just going to sit there and do nothing. nothing and collect a paycheck. Like, how are mm-hmm. you chill with that? Like, so I have a couple of thoughts. I don't know. It's a weird society situation yeah. going on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear what you got to say. Okay, 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 okay. So on the social media side of it and how people are so anti-corporate, I have questions because a lot of the people I see posting that mm-hmm. are so young and have never walked into a corporate job in their life. Right. But they have some huge opinion about it. And I think that's the issue with social media. I was saying the other day, it's like, we have access to so many opinions and thoughts and things out there, but there most of the time is no way to know if they are factual. Yeah. And if you were of the age group that these people are now that are just graduating, who have always had a phone in their hand and always had overstimulation and facts and all these things, Mm -hmm. and things are kind of always been at your fingertips, you've always been easy to get an answer. Yeah. I could see that translation to okay, now I have a job and I've gone to school and I've done all the things that I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. and I got through it, however that got it. And I'm not saying everybody's like this, but like you you breezed through college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you did it, you got yeah. through. But now you're in the big girl world. Yeah. And at the end of the day, your managers are not your age. No. Your bosses are not your age. Their expectations are above and beyond Ooh, okay. what you've learned. I have a great point about this in a second. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, where, where okay, like I don't want to say it's their fault, Mm-hmm. For being like unmotivated and stuff, I want to be like, you're an adult, figure it out, look yeah. up and like join the real world because yeah. like we had to. Yeah. But I feel like if they're not being taught what that means and they haven't been given the full like 411, if you want to say like oh, yeah. what it is to actually work in this world that we're living in. Yeah. Then they, then we haven't like, we haven't educated them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then we've let them down. Not yeah. me, but like. Society has let them down because I think it is really common. Like I have younger brothers and I can see mm-hmm. the issue of like, well, why should I learn how to do that when the internet can do it for me? Yeah. Why should I write this when chat GPT can write it for me? Yeah. Why should I care? Because like, I'll just go get another job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's almost seems like things have been too easy for them in a way. Yeah. And I don't want to, that sounds mean, but yeah. like. We don't want to be those old people that are like no, harp on the younger yeah. generation. Because, but there's, there, I mean, I'm not going to lie things, and say I'm not like that sometimes yeah. where I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't. So, and like, and I, I just want to, I just want to preface all this with saying like, we're not hating on like any specific generation. Like no, in general, no, no, we're no, just no. trying to like assess the I culture around nine to five and everything. Uh, Cause there just is like a lot of animosity towards overall nine to five. But I was going to say two things. The first about, social media. So there's one girl that um, I see pop up on my Instagram um, like all the time. And it seems like she only makes like corporate e-reels. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'm like, you know, at this point, she's popular enough where she's got to be making some money. So now I'm like, I wonder if she's not even working her like corporate job anymore, but she's making reels about the corporate world but also is not in it anymore so doesn't see that like it is changing because like it is changing yeah like like think about like think about the headquarters that we have now oh yeah did you think that they had like nap pods 
and, and therapists no and this that and a lot of these bigger corporate mm-hmm. companies back mm-hmm. in the day no like beer and wine beer and wine like there's so Bean many bags, more benefits little thing like i'm right? just thinking about our office like yeah would have never flown. yeah Mm-mm. um a freaking Wii so we can play Wii baseball if you need a break during the day yeah like, like, there's just stuff out there and Anyways, so saying a lot to say, the other thing is that my mom and I have gotten in a couple of tiffs about corporate world because my mom grew up in a time and was getting her corporate world where, like, I feel like it was really, like, she was working when, like, we were really starting to see the effects of women fighting for equality in the workplace Mm -hmm. for a long time. And she was in that midst where it was like, you know, she to get the to get promotions and to get raises and whatever. She was working sixty hour weeks mm-hmm. all, every week. She had to she be above and beyond the males around her to even be considered. Be con- yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, and she probably would never like admit to that, but like she grinded the absolute that doesn't surprise shit me. out of well, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. she, she, she was grinding. Yeah, and I will just say that like. In comparison, are there things that still can be fixed? Yes. But in comparison, we have it so good because of the work of the people before us and before Mm -hmm. them and before them Mm -hmm. and before them. And not saying that things cannot continue to change and get better. Mm -hmm. But I think this like constant pessimism and once Mm -hmm. again, like animosity towards Mm -hmm. how nine to fives work in general Mm -hmm. is just a little bit uncalled for. And we're so much more coddled than we would have been if it Mm -hmm. was back in the day and it's like okay i think that you can call for change while also acknowledging and being thankful for the change that has already happened if that makes sense yes okay now i'm gonna hit you with this okay so connecting these two points now yeah let's say okay thinking about it like this i'm kind of taking the kara and her employee thing so like if you were kara Mm -hmm. and your mom paved the way for you, right? Mm-hmm. And you had me as an employee and mm-hmm. I was just like not doing the things like that girl was. Mm-hmm. Is giving her a 30-day like whatever and asking her to get it together and figure it out. Yeah. And then letting her go enough in your mind. Like the expectation is like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I got my own opinions too. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm trying to think like, okay, so we don't want them to have a negative idea of what the corporate world is because it's mm-hmm. changing and you know, things are better for us because of the way it was paved. But we are appreciating the person before us for paving that way. But mm-hmm. now would somebody coming in after us appreciate us for helping pave the way for them if we haven't helped them figure out how that works, how that functions? Like mm. if, if she's walking in with an expectation that we didn't help that person figure out, if that makes sense, like you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You're not talking about teaching her how to do the job. No. You're talking her talking about teaching her how to be an employee. Teaching her how to be an employee in this workspace. Yeah. In a corporate workspace so, today, what does that mean? Because you're not going to class and learning what it means to be an employee. Yeah. You should be, maybe. Or maybe that should just be... God, that sounds so mean. I was going to say, maybe that should be common sense. But I think at the end I of the day, to an extent, like, it is common sense. Yes. If you were, because this is a thing. So, because Kara said, she was like, this girl, so their work is billable to a client. Mm-hmm. So, if that girl works for four 
quote unquote hours on a project, mm-hmm. that is four hours they bill to a With client. client. Mm-hmm. So that is someone else paying for work that That's is not, not getting, getting done. done. Yes. So she put four hours of billable work on a project and had not started. Got it. So now it's like at that point, I don't need to teach you that you have to do your job. No, no, no. And I'm not saying that Kara should be the one to teach her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying the world of whatever got her to that Somebody let that girl go through school and get to the point where she could get hired into that job. Yeah. Whoever that was, Mm -hmm. I think, did not set her up for success in the full spectrum. Because, like, whatever we're learning... Sorry, I'm going on a bit of a weird rant. But, like, whatever we're learning in school is great Mm -hmm. and can get you that job. But, like, maybe it's her parents. Maybe it's her environment. I don't know. But I just... I struggle with, like being mad at people for being mad about the corporate world when it doesn't end up being what they expected Mm -hmm. or because it didn't be, because it isn't what they expected. Mm -hmm. Even if it is different, they Mm -hmm. just attach themselves to the old idea, which I think is wrong and it doesn't make sense. And I'm not, I don't think this girl would make sense in what she's doing. But I'm just trying to understand like the whole idea of like, how is it, because I know this is freaking common. There's so many kids out there making these videos of like mm-hmm. hating this working world. And I'm like, what is the disconnect? Because I feel like growing up, I knew what was to come. Yeah. I knew an ex, you want a house? Mm-hmm. You want to not have to live with your parents? Mm-hmm. You need to make money. You yeah. need to pay your bills. You know what I mean? So I'm just so, like, where where are we losing I think this? There, I think there are two kind of big things happening. And I want to expand on your point on this for a second because there is there is only so much instilling like hard work that you can do in someone oh definitely and we both grew up in environments where it's like you didn't have a choice but to work hard Mm -hmm. so we're both naturally very hard workers Mm -hmm. not everyone grew up in that environment so Mm -hmm. it's like that's probably tough if you had one or two parents that and I don't mean to be disrespectful but that are like maybe lazy and like Mm -hmm. scraping by because that teaches you that it's okay to be lazy and scraping by but then for the rest of your life you're going to be scraping by Mm -hmm. because you haven't learned or your parents are not scraping by but they don't have to do much because they've grown up with the money and yeah. it's just like a you know you, that too you entitlement I mean? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know um but it's one of those things where it's like the other piece of this that I think is happening is I think that we're starting to understand and see the negative effects of this like obsession with work and productivity Mm -hmm. because I feel like throughout especially like the so like obviously in the 60s 70s it was a little bit more like laid back lifestyle American Mm -hmm. dream was decently attainable for a lot of people 80s 90s there was just a big I think push towards like, again, like more industrialization, more, mm-hmm. um, you know, corporate environments, like bigger businesses were built. The businesses that were already big, big were getting even bigger. And there was just a big like uptick and it started to get harder and harder to attain the, uh, you know, like American dream without a corporate job. It was mm-hmm. getting harder and harder because the competition was getting harder and harder for like smaller businesses to thrive and like all that sort of stuff. And because bigger businesses are getting bigger, it's just, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. harder for smaller businesses to thrive. Um, like a new soda company now competing mm-hmm. with Coke is like way different than competing with Coke in the 70s because yeah. 
they, they, I mean, they're multi-billion dollar, possibly trillion. I don't even know how yeah, much Coke makes. Yeah, lots of money. They make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just different. But I think we're starting to see the negative effects. And and I think so much so because other countries, like I think it's Germany that has like a mandated for mm-hmm. day work week. Mm-hmm. And like France, they are like, their requirement for PTO is like four weeks or eight weeks or something like that. Yeah. And so I think we're seeing other countries still thriving mm-hmm. with lower work expectations that balance you mentioned earlier so we want that because i do think there are a lot of issues like i think there are you know issues at home caused by this constant need to be grinding like Mm -hmm. you know parents are coming home and grinding instead of having time with their kids because they've got to grind in order to get the promotion so that Mm -hmm. they can support the kids going to basketball and going to ballet and going to blah 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 and Ah, saying all that to say, I think we're just seeing a little bit of the negative effects of this, like, commitment to work the hustle man. Per culture. Yeah, and I think we're kind of doing a little bit of a reset where it's like, no, we need less work, more life. Mm -hmm. Because we can do the work in less time. Because I've talked about this so many times where it's like, what is that? There's There's a name for, like, the law where it's like, if you're given... 48 hours to do a task and three hours to do a task. It doesn't matter how much time you're given to do the task. You'll get it done within the time period. There's a name Mm -hmm. for this and I can't think of it right now, Mm -hmm. but it's so true where it's like we in corporate, in corporate environments, there is so much time wasted. Mm -hmm. And so like even you and I do it where it's like, you know, we'll be uh, like moseying along and working on things here and there, but then a deadline's approaching and boom, we get it done mm-hmm. fast. fast. Where it's like, if we just set the deadline for half the time that we did, mm-hmm. we probably still would have gotten it done. Mm-hmm. But we had the ability to kind of dilly-dally and focus on other things mm-hmm. throughout. So then when it's time to turn that thing in, it's like, okay, we got to get this done. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I 100% think that we're capable of doing the exact same amount of work in less amount of time, especially mm-hmm. with the technology and automation and AI that we've got at our disposal. Mm-hmm. And I think there is just a tide shifting towards more focus on living, not working. Mm-hmm. But I do think that members of our generation and the generation behind us are going about it in a little bit the wrong way to address it, if that makes sense. Yes. So. Sorry. <laughs> I you made me think of something. I think I think some of it is also like our generation and I, I struggle with ours cuz we are like on that cusp so like yeah. Maybe like a little bit older than us, but like we're right in the middle of this. So like a little bit older than us into our generation is like hustle culture. Everything is like pressure mm-hmm. and like you got to do this and you got to do that or you're not going to get yeah. money or you're not going to make it. And like so you much of our generation like, is about go, having go, go. a full time hustle and two or three side hustles. Yes. Yep. And I think that part of the issue with the people coming in behind us is they see that and they see what it's done to us mm-hmm. and how we are and how yeah. miserable some people say they are. Yeah. And they're like, absolutely the F not. Why I would I want to do that? What can I do to not be like that? Yeah. So it's kind of like there's this this evolution happening. And I think, like you said, it may not be going about it the right way per se, but it gives me a little bit of like question and hope in the sense of like, wonder what the next one's going to be like, mm-hmm. because they're going to see a little bit of both. Yeah. And they're going to morph it into something else. So, so it's going to be real interesting. Yeah. Another like just comment on this in general is that I also think that we're seeing the negative effects of like, 
like more corporate environments on our health. Oh, and, like, heck yes. Just like people I see on like TikTok and Instagram once again, like all the time I see people talking about the fact that like humans were not meant to sit at a desk for eight hours a day. Oh, yeah. We no. are meant to be walking and running and hunting mm-hmm. and gathering and telling stories and sitting around fires and making caves mm-hmm. and and not on boxes that have screens on them all day. Yeah. Like- and so <laughs> there are just naturally going to be negative effects from it. And mm-hmm. I think that we're just trying to nav- navigate how to live in this digital age, work in this digital age, but also get back to the roots of who we are at humans as humans. And I think it's just tricky waters that, I mean, it's just going to take time to get through. And, Definitely. But I do think that the corporate environment is general is in general is changing. And I think it is changing for the better. And hopefully these passive aggressive TikToks and reels are helping more than they're hurting. I just, it's personally not how I would go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I wouldn't yeah. want my employer seeing that online. Like if I was no. making like, it, sarcastic comments about stuff. And. It's like you said, though. I. Why are you talking about it online when you could talk about it in the in the company? Yeah, like Make nobody the online where the change needs to happen. Nobody online is going to fix your problem. Yeah, like if you and and maybe it's. I'm not gonna lie. People, I think, find it way easier to talk online to say things through online. We've seen it on yeah. like catfish and all these other things. Like, yeah. so much easier to hide behind a screen and typey type type or video whatever than to just be in person and say how you feel. Yeah. And that's like a whole nother stigma and like situation on like just being able to express yourself openly to somebody that you feel like has a control in some way Mm -hmm. over what your future could look like. Yeah. And so I get it in the sense of like, it is overwhelming, but you gotta do it at some point. Like I don't want to undervalue the importance of like spreading the word about something. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Because that is the thing is that like as more corporations, you know, change their culture and change what they're valuing and do this and that and the other, that will pressure other corporations to do it. And so Mm -hmm. there is value about being online and talking about it, but how you are online and how you talk about it, I think is also important Mm -hmm. because I think that you're, I think when you hop online and you're passive aggressive and you're attacking and you're condescending, I think you're you're labeling. not inviting a conversation. No, and you're you're contributing to how your peers and your generation as a whole are perceived. And I don't think that's fair Mm-mm. because, like, again, you know, we had a conversation with a company that we worked for not that long ago. This was like a year ago, and he, a guy on a call, was talking about how millennials and Gen Z just don't want to work and this, that, the other. And I'm sitting on the call and I'm like, I work my ass off for this company. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying to me that I work really hard, but then because other people are not picking up slack in their own jobs and they're posting this stuff and whatever, whatever, that my generation as a whole is labeled as like mm-hmm. lazy and entitled and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, which you know, it's one of those things where every single generation, yeah. the past generation, like, is mad at it for some mm-hmm. reason. So that's, and that's just going to happen. that's on them, too, for judging everybody as a whole instead yeah. of individually, which is applied is in a lot of things. But an- Yeah, but it is just annoying because I'm also just like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. So, yeah. Nine to fives are just. Go. Yeah, me lie. either. <laughs> I didn't think so either. But, like, I mean, nine to fives are just a whole big old box of crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. It really, I think at the end of the day, doesn't matter which nine to five you work at, there's going to be issues. You know what I mean? There's going to be things that like. That's life though, man. 
like heard if you mm-hmm. think you're gonna be at your corporate job and you're gonna be happy go lucky working at 24 7 i'm sorry you're, you're an idiot you're... do you go through life never being betrayed never being cheated on never experiencing death no it's mm-hmm. not easy it's mm-hmm. not simple shit happens mm-hmm. and just because shit happens at work doesn't mean that you work for a shitty company or the nine to five culture is shitty or this or the other mm-hmm. it just means it's difficult because life is difficult and it also could mean that maybe you're not a fit for that company I mean, it's like there are things that you may not like about a company. And if they're not like, you know, like values that everyone should obviously uphold, they may just be not the company for you. Like, that's just how I feel, too, because like not everybody's going to thrive in every single company everywhere in every corporate situation. You may not ever thrive in corporate situations. Yeah. That just may not be where you belong. Yeah. And that's okay too. That's fine, too. Go to a nonprofit. Go wherever. Like, I don't know. But like. yourself. You got to figure it out. Yeah. And if you just sit there and complain about it on social media and don't ever like try to have these conversations that can instill like active like changes or just an understanding for yourself at the end of the day about what's going on and what you need. Because, I mean, that is the most important thing in the situation most of the time is like, what do you need to feel like you're doing the best that you can do in the best place? You know what I mean? So I just totally, I don't know. I mean, we use social media, right? Like we're literally actively talking about something that like isn't in a complaining way, but like, in my opinion, we want to instill a conversation. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your voice to the advantage of everyone in your, yeah, you know what I mean? Not to put us on a pedestal at all or anything, but we're also like actively involved in the employee engagement initiatives of our company. Yeah. So it's easier for us to be like, speak up and do this and do that because like we're at the forefront of that. Mm -hmm. We are, we are paving the way for future people at our company because of what we're participating in and because of the initiatives that we're leading. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I know personally, like, I want to eventually go into a field where that is what I'm doing for whatever company I work for. Hopefully the one that I do now Mm -hmm. is like leading that. And so like, that's why I'm always so like, what can we do to help you? Because like, you know, I mean, it's kind of like what we say, like we build these types of people that work well in our company. And so I'm like, I want to help do that, yeah. but like I can't help you if you don't want to be helped. You know what I mean? And that goes exactly. that goes for a lot of things. But yeah. I don't know. I just mm. anyway. <laughs> my, my rant is over. <laughs> oh, <man>. anyways, um, <laughs> did you pick out a quiz or no? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, do you want to start that? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So taking a little bit of a left turn because this is more based sure. on uh, work personality i found a little personality work quiz so i'm gonna ask holly some questions and this is kind of gonna be like um like discovering your strengths and i won't say weaknesses but maybe like your it's okay i have weaknesses. whatever i'm aware <laughs> you don't okay. have to circle it i'm good sorry her weaknesses <laughs> what she's shit at um just kidding uh what she's like to work with and maybe uh. what career you should be most successful in oh so, interesting yeah i think that's kind of uh, interesting every so. time i take a career quiz it tells me i should be an engineer and i'm like math who <laughs> math that's who, funny. okay no. i don't know i i don't i think it's gonna be more like the field Versus, like, your exact career, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. 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 Question number one. In a group, do you try to find a quiet corner, or do you like to draw attention to yourself? Ooh. Um, There's no wrong or right answer. This is always one that I struggle with, though. In a group, Mm -hmm. do I like to call attention to myself or find a quiet corner? Mm -hmm. My gut is 
quiet corner. Okay. But I just feel like I need to express that, like, I'm definitely, like, an introvert extrovert. And most of the time, I call attention to myself because I've been – it's been instilled in me that that's what I need to do in order to be successful. But my Mm. my internal preference is quiet corner. Okay. So would you say you are seen more as a talker or a listener? (laughs) Talker. Especially the company where we work for. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in discussions do you tend to get involved straight away or do you take more of a back seat initially damn it's really making me realize how much my work personality is different from my who i am think work think at work i speak up at work well actually don't think at work just think of yourself because this is supposed to be like where in life most like it could be any situation because we don't want to say like at I almost said where we work at our company now because this is supposed to just be your personality. Yeah. So, like, when we're with our friends, are you taking a back seat or are you getting involved straight away? I mean, no, I'm getting involved. But with your family, you might take a back seat. Yeah. You know what I mean? At work, but- I definitely get involved, though, as well. Mm-hmm. So, I you would say, say get, get involved. involved. Yeah. Um, are you described as reserved or outgoing? <laughs> outgoing. But again, because I've I've forced myself to be in order to be successful, uh-huh. not because it's who I am necessarily at my core. Uh-huh. I would say you're pretty fucking outgoing just in general, though. But because I force myself to be. But is that your personality? It doesn't matter if you're forcing yourself that's, to that, be. You know that, what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying, though, is that if I had to choose it, if I if I was if I was being my most authentic self, no, I wouldn't be outgoing. So why do you do that? Because but why, why, okay, well, I know why you do that because you just said, but like, why do you actually think that that's the only way you could be successful? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cool. I mean, I <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm just taking a, just, yeah. you know, I mean, a little dip in your like, brain. It's like, even it, it's, it's hard to explain because it's like, I do, I very much have that introvert, extrovert side of myself. And on a day-to-day basis, I choose introvert most of the time, but I am able to lean on my extrovert side when I need to in order Mm -hmm. to get what I want, be successful, make moves forward, make good relationships. Because my thing is like, I can't, I can't sit and not talk to anyone and have meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm. I know that I think I, everyone has to do that a little bit. Yeah, I mm-hmm. know that I want meaningful meaningful relationships and so I push myself to engage in conversations so that I can have that end goal. It's not it's not who I am as a person. Who I am as a person is the one to, that sits back and observes. That's what I prefer to do, but because I know what I want, I push my I push that piece out of myself in order to make those things happen. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Next, next question. I didn't realize this was going to be so deep anyways. Mm-hmm. So you want to stick with outgoing, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Do you tend to say what you think or keep things to yourself? Ooh, I do keep things myself a lot. I edit a lot. Yeah. Do you tend to prefer quiet, thoughtful time alone or active, energetic time with other people? Quiet, thoughtful time alone. I'd be knowing what she's going to say. It's like you know me or something. (laughs) Do you prefer meeting new people or being alone or with one person whom you know really well? Uh, Being alone with one person I know really well. Um, 
Do you prefer discussing a new unconsidered issue with a group or considering issues in your mind and then sharing the results with others? Sharing the results with others after I've considered. Do you prefer being at the center of things or being more reserved? Um, this one is also tough because it depends on the situation. But I don't want decisions to be made without my opinions. And, like, I'm going to say the first one about being involved. Being in the center of things? Yeah. Do you work best with abstract ideas or concrete facts? Abstract ideas. Are you practical or forward-thinking? Forward-thinking, I would say. I mean, I'm pretty practical, too, though. Go with your gut. Forward thinking. <laughs> <laughs> My approach is to look at the whole picture or organize the information step by step. Uh, organize the information step by step. Big pictures overwhelm me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you tend to value the new or the familiar? Ooh. Familiar. Okay. Do you tend to adopt a systematic approach or a creative approach? Creative. This is a little longer than I thought it was. It's funny, but though, because I, like, break down my creative process into a systematic yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm truly a Gemini <laughs> in that I am, like, twins where I'm, like, opposite. Mm, but, but we yeah. know you a Gemini. Yeah. We know. Oh, God. Okay. Do you prefer trying to think of new methods of doing tasks or using known effective methods of doing tasks? Known effective methods. Um, do you have your feet on the ground or your head in the future? Ooh. Head in the future. Uh, do you work best with details and practical knowledge or ideas and possibilities? Ideas and possibilities. Do you tend to prefer original thought or factual thought? Original or, thought. Or sorry, original thought or factual information. But Original thought. We are over halfway. Okay. Um, are you seen as having a warm heart or a cold head? <laughs> I've never heard of a cold head. I mean, either I'm a warm heart, I would assume. I think people think I'm nice and stuff. <laughs> no. Damn. Um, <laughs> does your focus tend to be on the welfare, oh, well, the welfare of other people or what needs to be done? Ooh. What's the question again? Do, do I focus? Does your focus tend to be on the welfare of people or what needs to be done? I'm going to say when those are competing priorities, what needs to be done. Okay. Would you choose truthfulness or tactfulness? Truthfulness. Do you tend to prefer compassion or objectivity? Compassion. I don't know why I said that like, damn. <laughs> Do you prefer being thought of as a reasonable person or being thought of as a feeling person? Reasonable person. We know it. Do you prefer helping? Every time I answer, she shakes her head like, yeah, you're correct, Holly. My cursor's already over the answer, I think, and I'm like, yeah, you do. Um, do you prefer helping others make logical decisions or helping others explore their feelings? Logical decisions. <laughs> okay. Do you prefer? It's making me realize how similar but opposite we are because you're opposites on a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me feeling feelings, person. Feelings, feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> that is funny though. But you are a Gemini and I am a Pisces. So yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Okay. Do you prefer using common sense and conviction to make decisions, 
or using information analysis and reason to make decisions. Ooh, say those say those two again. Do you prefer to use common sense and conviction to make a decision or information analysis and reason to make a decision? Mm, I'm going to lean slightly towards information analysis and reason. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you tend to value appreciation or respect? I'm actually going to say, I'm going to surprise myself and I'm going to say appreciation. My, Gut was kind of towards respect, and but then when I'm thinking about it, it's like I you really like value people are like, you did a good job on that mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, not that you don't value respect, but no, I, I yeah. see your answer. But I think slightly lean towards appreciation. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you prefer logical people or feeling people? <laughs> logical people. Sorry, bitch. Love you. <laughs> it's okay because as soon as I read it, I knew what your answer was gonna be. And I after just we just like, talked about how you're a big feelings person, I was like, yeah, I'm okay. yeah. That's fine. it's fine. I'm just kidding because our boss is that way too. She's very much a feelings person mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. so she doesn't like either one of us heard. Um, okay, <laughs> are you the most comfortable once you've made a decision or um, keeping your options open? Made a decision. Do you prefer to plan or react? Plan. Do you tend to be impulsive or deliberate? Deliberate. <laughs> Sorry. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. So we're just consistently loud. nodding her confirmation of her knowing me over there. Um, do you prefer your thought process to be meandering or structured? Structured. Do you prefer flexibility or decisiveness? Mm, decisiveness. I don't like when plans change. And Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think these through a little yeah, bit, like yeah. how I actually am. Tell us your thoughts. You know, sometimes it's hard to like really be honest with yourself on quizzes like this because mm-hmm. you can easily be like, "Oh, well, of course I do this," but then mm-hmm. you think about it and you're like, "Well, do I?" Yeah, because like I I enjoy the idea of flexibility, but then like as soon as someone is like changing plans or I've made a decision and now they want to change the whatever, mm-hmm. I get pissed off pretty oh. easily. So yes, you do decisiveness. <laughs> she said, "Yes, you do, bitch." I know. It's not. It's not like in a bad way, though. It's just like you. You just recognize that, yeah, in me, you and want that's fine. that consistency and like, yeah, we've made the deal. I Let's like stick once with the deal. we made the decision. Mm-hmm. We made the decision. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I I think I would agree in the sense that like I don't mind being flexible. But I would prefer that even if it's something like we're gonna go here and we're gonna do this, but then after we might have a little flexibility. See, that's the that's decision that has been made. That's my thing too, is it's like if we have decided that we're going to be flexible, I'm mm-hmm, okay with that mm-hmm. because that is the decision. But if we decided but to if stay we've decided whatever, that we've decided and then you want to be flexible after we've decided the decision, I'm like, then <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I wasn't planned for this mentally and emotionally, but mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Same, same. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So do you know? Oh, okay. We're on question 33. Okay. Uh, do you tend to avoid setting schedules and deadlines or create a schedule and stick to it? This one is difficult. This is a weird one. This one is difficult because of how I plan like my time. I'm going to put setting schedules and sticking to it because that is how I prefer and how I thrive. Mm-hmm. But because of the creative ADHD-ness of my brain, I'm also the opposite. But my so you said you prefer to set, to set schedules, but what do you do? What does your actual personality do? I mean, I set schedules and deadlines for myself a lot, and I would I'd say I adhere to them seventy five percent of the time. So that's more than half. So I, I think would that's agree. Fair. Okay. I would agree. Okay. 
Uh, do you prefer going with the flow and keeping your options open or knowing in advance and having like predictability? Knowing in advance predictability. Um, do you prefer planning ahead based on projections or planning as necessities arise just before carrying out the plans? Planning ahead. Um, do you prefer being free to do things on the spur of the moment or being clear in advance when, um, with what you're expected to do? That one. Okay. Advance. Heard. It's funny because I'm like realizing how much of, I'm like thinking of actual scenarios at work and how I've responded to them. And I'm like, wow, I really need to like change a few things here and there to like mm -hmm. help myself work better because of how things unfold, if you will. Yes. I'm, I'm hearing what you're putting down. Okay. Okay. Would you like to know about yourself? I love, yeah, I love knowing. <laughs> Tell me about me. Okay. So you are intellectually curious. You grasp complex problems and data. Analyze them quickly and like to come up with solutions. You are the strategic problem solver of the group and you prefer the big picture to the mundane and the high standards for themselves and others. Like you like having high standards. Yeah. Um, let's see. When people try to get close to you, it will take some time. They may not always involve, like you may not always involve others in decision-making processes, mm. which can make you seem slightly detached, but it's really just that you're processing what's, you know, happening. Yeah. Um, and it does take time for you to process mm -hmm. what goes on inside your head. And that mm -hmm. can make people feel a little bit left out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you're deep, quick thinking, um, farsighted, but you like to have a crystal clear view of the future. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. You love an intellectual challenge and will be stimulated by the conceptual, the ob abstract, and the complex. Mm -hmm. You like to base everything on rational logic rather than emotion, and you'll be quite measured and dispassionate in the approach to other people. Interesting. <laughs> Damn. She said, I'll go. Oh. Yeah. I okay. can be kind of true, though. I can be kind of cutthroat when I know what I want. Hmm. So linking your type with a career would be easy if it was just about listing specific jobs that perfectly fit. However, the truth is it's more difficult than that. Um, the things that come into your brain as more important are issues such as organization, the values, and the culture, which are far better determinants than just the stability of the job title. Mm -hmm. So usually your jobs will vary widely from industry to industry and organization to organization, et cetera. That's so true. Um your focus type and career is far more based on you and your aptitudes, interests, likes, strengths, weaknesses, et cetera. Um, interesting. That's interesting. Okay. So some of your strengths, <clears throat> well, we kind of talked about some of your strengths, I guess. Um, <laughs> so you have a capacity for seeing possibilities, but the relentlessness to desire to plan and drive for closure. Um, if it's in your interest, you will work long and hard and dedicated, but most often in a solitary way to make sure that your ideas come to an actual, like, practical fruition. Mm. Um, but if you're not interested, you just tend to be completely not interested. Yep. And you can be very binary, either driven and passionate or thinking deeply and seeking something, seeking something about which they can be driven and passionate about. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Repeat that for <laughs> me one more time, that okay. one sentence. So, um... If you are not interested in like what you're doing, mm -hmm. you will tend to be completely not interested. And in that sense, you can be binary, either driven and passionate 
or thinking deeply and seeking something about which you can be driven and passionate about. Wow. That's literally to me to a T. No, literally. Okay. Um, so some of your weaknesses, you prefer environments where you can be immersed in something very complex, different and important. It's not that you're anti people, but if you choose to work at a place, Oh, if you choose to work at people's issues, um, you'll be looking more at their intellectual pursuits and how they can be an effective team player or manager. Um, but the sheer irrationality of people's issues will be more difficult for them to, com- for you to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can, <laughs> the problem is, is that people can, people's issues can sap your energy. So unless that person's issues is like an intellectual discussion or a robust debate, um, sometimes if it's just chit chat and everyday issues, you will prefer to withdraw and go back to thinking, designing, driving, um, for closure, excelling at some type of massive complex data or coming up with some unique solution. Um, this can also manifest into becoming impatient with people who don't get it immediately. Uh, because you like to keep moving steadily forward. Oh, that's so me. I get so impatient. <laughs> I get so impatient. So occasionally you have to remember that. <laughs> you have to remember to take people with you on your forwardness. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you don't really understand feelings. <laughs> they don't. Accurate. Op- <laughs> uh, you often do not compute And so Mm. you may inadvertently upset people with being direct and robust and having factual arguments um, unless it's driving your interests. That's funny because it's like that's something that's another thing that I've like just like taught myself because we've talked about this before where Mm -hmm. it's like I have a hard time with like emotions and feelings and all that sort of stuff. But I've taught myself to act appropriately to support people through them. Yeah. But it's not something that has come easily to me. So that's makes sense. But. I'm better at it than they tell me. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. You're good. You're good. good. Okay. So moving on from those weaknesses. So um, let's do your worst environment first. So oh, the no. worst work environment like for you. Literally where we were. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so basically you will feel stifled in an environment that does not have intellectual stimulus or challenge because you like the new. Well, there is plenty of challenge where we work. So we're good. Yeah. You love the new, the conceptual, yep. but the, also the facility to get to get on and drive through. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not just an idea person, but you like to complete and you need space to think, plan, and deliver. Mm. You hate sloppiness, mess, and mediocrity. Um, So you need an atmosphere of aspiration and high standards where you can input at a high level. But you have to have freedom from control um, because you are confident and you have a clear vision of how it needs to be. So you don't welcome um, opinions sometimes (gasps) because you see them as an interference and that will slow you down. Yeah. (laughs) Coming from my throat. No, like literally. Oh, shit. Um, And the reverse of that is because you value this independence, your best work environments for yourself is that you prefer an environment where you can use their imagination to come up with unique solutions. Um, You thrive and challenge and intellectual um, challenges, love analysis, drilling deep and learning new things. Um, You value the opportunity to be free, think and create that has, you know, groundbreaking ideas. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be controlled, micromanaged, yada, yada, yada. I hate that more than anything. You hate the mundane. Um, Routine will work best in an organized, in an organization that has high standards and you will happily create them if they don't. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So best careers. Oh God. 
So you um, are often found in consultancies or specialist engineering, science, or medicine. What did I say? Why am I always told I should be an engineer? Or medicine-based organizations. Medicine? You usually have a specialist role in the organization um, where you can associate with like-minded, bright people with unique things happening. (laughs) Being in a fast-paced environment like a hospital what could be good? No. They like to be respected for their expertise. So I think they're thinking like a specialist, like if yeah. you were a neurosurgeon, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you'd be honed in. Narcly uh, are. Which is why they're among the best in their fields. They're deep thinkers or you're a deep thinker or creative, but added to this is the desire and ability to relentlessly and systematically drive through. You tend to over, <laughs> you tend to overturn established practice by being forward thinking and radical um, you like to come alive with difficult problems, et cetera. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, my mom's calling me. It was like all, it was like all me, 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 me until the actual careers. And I was like, I would not thrive in a hospital or in engineering, but fast paced is on mm-hmm. point. Like I like fast paced. I like challenging. I like when every day is a little bit different. I don't like when I'm just doing the same tasks every day. Like do you so want to know true. people that are famous that are like this, that you are on oh the God. same playing field as? You may not know all these people. Uh, the first person is Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Jason. How you doing? Who is this lady? Mal- is it Mela Nermi? I have no idea. She's, she's given spooky, ooky, kooky. Oh, hey, girl. Uh, Julia Stiles. I don't know um, who that is. I don't know some of these people, to be honest. Celian Murphy, Russell Crowe. Hey, Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know the other people. But yeah, those are the people you have a personality right. with. So do you want to know what I'll your actual thing is? Because I didn't realize that this was what this test was, but it makes sense now. Okay. You're all, you are the scientist. That is the name. <laughs> so you're an INTJ. Oh, okay. So it's a Myers-Briggs. Yeah, okay. I just didn't realize that that's so what we were they're doing. So close. I've done many a Myers-Briggs, and I'm mm-hmm. um, INFJ, actually. But they were well, very Today, you're they were INTJ. Very close. What is the T? Oh, thinking versus versus feeling. Uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah, so you're... Maybe I am INTJ. So like, Maybe I've evolved over time. I... That's not what I meant to do. You said you used to be INFJ. INFJ was like every what I got as like, I mean. Oh, the, the confidant is what you used to be. I'm still that though. The confidant, so, girl. You know I'll be listening. Oh yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, things like the difference is that you were like, if you were confidant, I'd be hard behind the scenes and maintaining harmony. You like to do like that. Well, that's true. Because Similarities. You know how much I hate conflict. Oh yeah. So the similarities between the two are that you contribute to the team. You're a leader. You like being managed, um, attention to detail and focus, um, creativity. So like, yeah, you don't like being managed. So if you were an I and FJ, you mm-hmm. would like being managed. Whereas right yeah. now you're an I and TJ because you yeah. don't want to be managed. Yeah. Kind yeah, of a thing. yeah. Okay. That makes you want to be a leader versus a follower. Yeah. Um, your contributions to the team are more forward than backward. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? So like those sense, are the kind sense. of things that have kind of like changed it up over, for the, you over, over time. time. Interesting. Which is cool. Yeah. And now I want to do mine. Oh shoot. That wasn't supposed to happen. 
You just ripped the microphone out of the thing. Oh, gee. I've done that so many times. All right, guys. Well, I guess it's going to wrap it up for today. Maybe I'll do mine for a car chat or something and we can see what our personality differences are. Yeah. You're definitely an E. I I remember what I was before. You're probably an I. Well, no, you're an E. I I think I'm different now, but I was an E in, what do they mean again? Uh, introvert, extrovert, intuitive versus I think, no, intuitive, no. No. Hold on. I think it's thinking, feeling, and then judgment versus, what is the P? Perceiving. Extrovert versus introvert, sensing versus intuitive, thinking mm. versus feeling, judging versus perceiving. Hey, I got almost yeah. all of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the last time I did it, I was an E, S, F. J. Mm, okay. I think that's what E-S-S-J. I was. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I haven't done this since like freshman or sophomore year of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Anywho. All right. We well, should compare uh, our personalities on the friendship level. Oh, we should. See how See, compatible it yeah. is too. That would oh, be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, we'll save that for another episode, you guys. Yes. Uh <laughs> ooh, we should call it the diagram. It's like a Venn diagram of our friendship. Ooh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So okay, uh, we'll uh, do look that. forward to that, you guys. Uh, anyways, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please give it like. Also, you know, share it with someone that you think might enjoy it. We're trying to grow this point cast. So if you could help us out, that would be really great. We'd love you forever. Um, yeah, for real, you guys. Come on now. Come on. You can uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at chapters.pod. Uh, we also have a website where all these websites and other fun stuff will be posted at chapterspod.com. You can find Zoe on Instagram at TGI Zoe as well as on YouTube at TGI I'm sorry, at just Zoe, J-U-S-T-Z-O-E-E-E. She's got an extra E, a few extra E's <laughs> on Instagram and YouTube. You can find me at Holly underscore Hickman and Holly-Hickman.com. And last but certainly not least, go follow us on YouTube um, as well. We've got a Chapters YouTube up. I don't remember what the handle is, though. Is it Chapters.pod, too? Uh, I think it's just Chapters Pod. Just Chapters Pod? Okay, so. over on YouTube. So we're planning to get some episodes live on there for you guys and mm-hmm. also some fun challenges and mm-hmm. best friend vlogs and all that fun stuff. So make sure you go subscribe over there so that whenever that content comes up, you, you are ready. there. All right, you guys. Remember, if you never turn the page, you'll never know how your chapter ends. <laughs>